Welcome to Turn the Page. Design your dream career podcast with me, Tyann. And me, Kyla. This is the podcast we wish existed as we fantasized for a decade about trading our corporate jobs for a dreamy life of passion and travel. We're sharing all of the misperceptions that kept us plugged into the corporate matrix and rat race, including the falsehood that we had to completely start over from scratch versus simply turn the page. Hello again. I'm here with my co-host, Tyanne. Hello, everyone. We are talking about how we transitioned and imposter syndrome. Oh, that's such a big deal, Kylo. So many people feel it. Men, women, everyone, right? Everybody feels it. I mean, literally everybody from no matter what your position is, men, women, all the way up the chain. So I think it's really important to talk about. Yes. So we're going to walk you through how we transitioned, a little bit of the how, and then even some of our beliefs that helped us to transition. I often talk in my coaching practice about borrowing beliefs from yourself. So you can look back at all the amazing things you accomplished in your life and think about what did I believe to accomplish those? And you can borrow those beliefs from yourself to create your next iteration. I love this topic. I think this is one of my favorite things to talk about. I'm so excited because this is one of the most frequently asked things that we get asked to talk about is the actual, how did we do it? How did we do it? And so we're going to talk, we're going to start from basically the day we left our full-time corporate jobs and what we did next. Absolutely. So let's dive in. So you left your last corporate job. And what did you do in terms of your transition for your business? So the exciting part of it was, Kyla, that here's the kind of the funny thing. When I was leaving, I was really tired. And I think it's important to point that out because that is the story for so many of the people that we work with. We've worked so hard for so long. And I don't know about y'all, but I hadn't really taken anything more than ever a week off, I think, in my entire working life. And so, honestly, I just wanted about a two-week nap. And yes, <laughs> yes, do nothing. Right. And that was kind of my... My dream, I really, I was so tired and burnt out. I couldn't see beyond that, really. And and so when I announced that I was leaving, it was, I have to say, my employer was very gracious about it. And I gave them a pretty long runway so that we could transition with grace. And as soon as people started to hear the news, I actually started getting calls from clients and other people who heard the news that they started to want to work with me. And so it was actually a little bit of, I had to almost slow things down because... You had to take a nap. I, I was like, wait, where's my nap? And I wasn't quite ready, I thought, to start. I was like, wait, I don't have a business name. I don't have a... Can I even do this? I don't have a business entity. I don't have a website. So I wasn't sure I was prepared. So that was what it was like for me. Yes. Um, how about you? Yeah, and I love that the the appetite was there from other people already. And I think this is, we discount this so much. Again, all the things that made you successful in your in your career up until now, 
those people want to continue to work with you if you want to work with them, right? And to Diane's point, people will start coming out of the woodwork to, you know, consult with you, to, you know, pull you into projects. Again, and that can be a bridge, if you want it, to the career that you're continuing to create. And I found the same thing. So for me, when I left corporate America, I it, there was an announcement and and people started reaching out, uh, consulting firms that I had been their client. They asked me to come on and consult for them for other clients. And that was really how I started the transition was working for uh, the the consultancies and agencies that I used to manage. And I became I kind of went inside and became one of their consultants. And that was how I I transitioned. Yeah, so I think that's really important to keep your eyes open for opportunities, even if it's not quite the opportunity you thought it was going to be or that you were necessarily um, planning. It's just, like you said, Kyla, it's putting that energy out into the universe and then being receptive for opportunities and then thinking this can be that bridge to something in the future, even if I'm not quite sure what that's going to be. So we talked about trying on hats in a previous episode. And this is this is a way that Tyan and I were trying on hats. It was a it was an easy transition into the this business and and it gave us a chance to create some financial security and we could continue to nap and we could continue to decide what we wanted to do next. And as we I think both of us continued to hone in on what that was, then we started putting a few things in place that would help drive that what we call attraction, um, intention, setting into the areas that we really wanted to move into. So one of the first things that I did, I give all the credit to my sister for giving me this great idea. Um, I sent out a message to my network and I said, I've left corporate America. I'm now consulting and coaching. And here's how you can help me because all of our friends and family especially want to help us. And a lot of people want to be part of the the dream that we're creating, right? They're sort of living vicariously through us in a, in a way. And so I sent out a message and I said, here's what I'm doing. And I could really use your help with three specific things. Because the more specificity we give people to help us, the more likely they are to take action. I love that you did that. That's so easier to take action if there's if there's specific, right? Because everyone wants to help you. But the more specificity, the better. So three things. First thing was I said, please endorse me on LinkedIn for coaching because I didn't I, I wasn't known as a traditional coach. Again, I realized I'd been coaching my whole life, but that's not something I was known for. So endorse me for coaching. Then I also asked them to uh, keep me, you know, if you if you have someone in your life who says I'm not happy in corporate America. Send them more information, right? That's that's kind of the the key sentence that I was looking for, right? I'm ready for my next chapter. I'm ready to transition. You know, please keep me in mind. And then the third one was, please like my social channels that I'd created for my business. And that really helped, again, to create some momentum to continue to move my business to the places I really wanted to go. Okay, Kylie, you said so many good things. I want to pause there and make sure that our listeners hear. So what you didn't say was, I spent a whole bunch of time creating a perfect website, mm-hmm. or I spent thousands of hours creating the perfect business card. Yes. Or I went... Logo. 
<laughs> right. Or I had to spend $10,000 getting a logo and a design and brand and a retaining a marketing firm or PR agency or going to, you know, 20 different conferences. I didn't hear you say any of that. Right. I didn't even have a business card in the beginning. Did you have a business card in the beginning? Um, I'm pretty sure I did not. Yeah, it took me a while. And, I, and people kept hiring me anyway. <laughs> and I vividly remember once I did get a business card, I think I had how many different iterations as I was trying to figure out what should I call myself. Exactly. I'm on about 10 now. Right. Do I need a tagline? Who even uses business cards to anymore? I still have a batch of a thousand sitting in my closet. Exactly. So, and one thing Kyla said I think was so important was we often have people say, let me know how I can help. And they're well-meaning, but if we don't give people something specific and easy to do, they're just going to go on their way, right? Because they don't know what to do. So I love that she said, here are some easy things you can do. Endorse me. And then when you send that message out, make it easy for people to endorse you. Give them the instructions. Give them the link. Because people might not have done an endorsement before. Yes. And something I like doing is then saying, I'll endorse you. Yes. Let me know what you would like an endorsement. Yes. Yes. Or reciprocal favors. Or are you amazing? Or I would like a recommendation. Here's a sentence that you can use. Here's some verbiage that you can copy and paste. I, sometimes people get paralyzed in what to write. And so then I often love saying, I would love to give you a recommendation. Absolutely. And that also brings me to... LinkedIn is one of the number one places for business. And for Kyla and I both, that's where a lot of our clients are, is LinkedIn. And so you need to be thinking about where are your clients? Yes. And if your clients are not in corporate, maybe they're not on LinkedIn. Maybe they're on Insta. And maybe they're on TikTok. Where are they hanging out? Where are they hanging out? Are they at church? Are they at the PTA group? I mean, so really think about where are your people? Yes. And what's the best medium to reach them? Are they in private groups on social? Are they in, you know, uh, business associations on LinkedIn? It, again, where are they hanging out where there already, there's already community, there's already conversation. Where can you come into that conversation? Absolutely. So go to where your people are. Um, as my mom always said, if you want to catch fish, you got to go fish them, right? <laughs> so... You got to go there. Um, and I have had a lot of people that I've worked with who didn't have a website to start out with who used their LinkedIn page as their initial website, so to speak. And that is completely fine. Completely fine. Yeah. So I know for me, at least 90% of my business is word of mouth referrals. People go to my website just to kind of get additional credibility or to see additional information or just to kind of, um, you know, vouch for me as opposed to just finding me cold. Right. So yeah, then absolutely. Absolutely. So kind of backs up what they've heard. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And let's let's talk a little bit about credibility, uh, which brings up imposter syndrome, oh, which my favorite, so readily available to you when you start your business, right? There's so much imposter syndrome. Somehow you forget all of the expertise, all of the skills, all of what made you successful up until now, right? And, and again, knowing you can use all of that for your next iteration. You think you're starting over from scratch and that everyone else is light years ahead of you. 
That is not true. It's not true at all. And so, you know, where does this come from? A, I think it's really important to realize, like we teed up earlier, this happens to everybody. We talk a lot about women, but this happens to just as many men that I coach as women. This happens to everyone from the front desk person to the CEO. I see it in all levels, all positions, in men and women. Absolutely. So you see this too? Absolutely. And I think it's, again, you know, as humans, when we start something new, uh, you know, we sort of trigger the motivational triad, which is to be efficient, seek pleasure, and avoid pain. There's nothing efficient about starting your next iteration it, to your brain, uh, you know, to your brain's mind. It's not always pleasurable and usually a lot of pain, right? And so I think, you know, imposter syndrome is so powerful to recognize and have awareness that it's going to be there and that's okay. And it doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. Oh, that's powerful. Because sometimes we, we feel like our intuition, particularly as women, we need to be listening to, but we need to discern our intuition and decide, is it serving me in this place I am? And if someone is, if the line is chasing me, yes, it is serving me. But if a line isn't chasing you, then what is really, what, what is that fear telling you that is, you know, helpful, not helpful? Maybe it's a watch out you know, for a certain area. But is it is it something that you really need to pay attention to that's going to help your business move forward? Or do you need to say, I see you, fear, and I know your leftover primal instinct, and you're not serving me in this moment? Well, there's two streams of thought that I want to talk about with imposter syndrome. So the first one is something that we talk about with social media, which is don't compare your your middles to other people's ends. Yes. Or your beginning. Or your beginning. <laughs> and also don't believe what you, know, you see on social media. Exactly. Right. Somebody else's carefully curated, filtered image does not at all necessarily map up to reality. Okay. So we all start somewhere and everyone's on a journey. So just keep that in mind. And part of what I really like about that is go listen to the podcast, How I Built This, because Guy Rizal talks to all of these really important, you know, big names that you've heard. And when you listen to those, he talks to these people that you think have their stuff together and have always had their stuff together. And he talks about, you know, at this point, we didn't have enough money to make payroll. I didn't know how we were going to do it. Nobody wanted our product. I thought we were going to die. I mean, and he goes through all this stuff and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I was using their product then and I thought it was great. And so you think their company always had it together and they were hanging on by a thread. Exactly. So I love listening to Yes, to really my favorite podcast. I love it. Yes. So that's great. And then the second one, um, I was working with a woman who said, I really want to get into the uh, personal fitness coaching space. But I'm worried because I haven't always been fit myself. So who's going to want to use me as a coach? And I was like, wait a minute, let's unpack that a little bit. And she said, well, I was large for most of my life. And then I discovered this um, and I've gotten fit, but I really still have to struggle with this myself. And I'm like, wait a minute. Don't you think people would rather 
especially who are struggling with that themselves currently, don't you think they would rather or be attracted to someone who can understand that struggle? Don't you think that's attractive rather than taking advice from a genetically gifted supermodel who's never faced that struggle? Absolutely. I mean, there's a reason there's 10 supermodels on the planet. They're an exception. Yes. They're not the rule. Absolutely. And while they're great to look at, there's a reason they're an exception. Yes. They, they don't look like the average human being. And no matter how many sit-ups or burpees I do, my legs are never going to be that long. Absolutely. I am still waiting for my growth spurt up. <laughs> Instead, it's out. It's just never going to happen. Right? Yes. So wouldn't I more resonate with the person who's also struggling with that? Absolutely. It's so true. And I, I was just at a conference and one of the speakers talked about your house where you, you know, your physical house. Let's think about it as an analogy, right? Your physical house is located in a certain place, right? Tyann lives in a certain place. I live a couple hours away in a different place. If we're meeting in Austin, for example, she's closer to Austin than I am, right? It's not good or bad. It's it's innocuous, right? I mean, it's just the way it is, right? right? And I think our journey, you know, knowing that your journey is your journey and your house is where it is, it's fine, right? I mean, Tyann and I have both taken different different courses, different time frames to create these businesses that we have. And it has not been a straight shot, as we've talked about. And our house is where our house was. And that's fine. So it, it can be so intoxicating as an entrepreneur to look for a silver bullet. And I think sometimes we look at people who are success stories and we look at their end and not their beginning because we want the silver bullet. And we think if we follow what they did, and there is inspiration and learnings, absolutely. We're both maximizers. We love to we love to take all of that knowledge, but your path is your path and you're the only one that can walk it. And and so listening to your intuition, being your own authority, taking the things that that got you here and using that as your lens to move forward, that is where all of your power and all of the magic lies. Druid percent. So we just say that to, you know, help you when you're because you're gonna have those times when you're thinking. I don't know anything. I don't know anybody. What am I doing? I feel like scurrying back into the safety of my crappy but known job. Just like your client who was looking for the same job, even though, right, our brains are, again, so wired for safety and efficiency. Right. So we're here to say it's fine to feel that way. And I would just tell yourself, I know I'm going to feel that way. Yes. And when that feeling comes up, Yes. Then you can say, hey, there's that feeling. Yes. I knew that was going to come up. Nothing has gone wrong. That's totally natural. I love the good place when when she wakes up and it says, welcome. Nothing has gone wrong. <laughs> Kristen Bell's the cutest. I just know we would be best friends. Worse. We've met her in real life and I love Ted Danson. Yes. Um, I love that show. So cute. And that's perfect. Yeah. Nothing is gone. And you might need to write it on a post-it. Nothing has gone wrong. Early in my business, I had so much imposter syndrome because I hadn't, I myself had left corporate America to create my own business, but I hadn't coached anyone to do that yet. And so I thought, who am I to be doing this? Well, you did it, Kyla, <laughs> right? I did it. But I had to, 
uh, write down some of the things that people said I helped them with over the years when I was getting in trouble in corporate America for helping people leave, which I didn't even realize until later. But I would write down little things they had said to me. You know, you helped me pursue my dream. And I would literally write those down. I'd put them in my phone. I'd put them on Post-its. And on days when I felt so much imposter syndrome, I would look at them and remind myself of the truth. Okay, so that's a really good tip, I think, for our listeners. And you can go back. So even if you haven't been doing the thing that you want to leave corporate America for and start doing. Or transition and transition corporate if you haven't started doing the thing yet. But you have a dream. Go back to feedback that you've received. Not just at work, but, you know, family, friends, whoever. Things people have told you. So just like Kyla, people have been going to her as long as I have known her for advice. She has always just given the best advice. Something someone had told me once was, hey, Ty, there's people in life who make things hard and there's people who make things easy. And you're one of those people who can make complex, hard things easy. Yes. yes. And I thought, even if the, when I heard that, I didn't quite even understand what they were saying, but it stuck with me as as interesting and kind of a powerful statement. And then the more I've grown into my business, the more that's resonated with me. Yes. And that's part of my branding now. And when clients come to me and they are worried or they have a particularly sticky situation, one of the first things I do is tell them it's going to be okay and I'm going to help them navigate it. And that they that's why they come to me. Yes, absolutely. And I know people in the past, you know, came to you for things like time management. Right. And I think what that really said was you had an ability to suss out what was most important. That's really what they saw in you. Again, this ability to kind of take so much overwhelm and complexity and make it really actionable and specific. Right. And. You know, one thing I took away from the shared corporate experience that Kyla and I had was, um, you know, you can look at all this stuff and then say, okay, what I hear you saying are these three things. You know, let me net this out. And that is one of those gifts that I feel like I was able to take away from even an experience that might not have been super positive in some aspects. I took that away as a gift that I learned how to do that. And so that is something now I'm able to share with my client. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so true. And again, you know, we've talked in these uh, last episodes about these, these really powerful moments in our lives where we had a moment of looking in the mirror. And, and those moments also helped inform our practice. Our, you know, Tyan does so much speaking and there's there was moments in that reflection that she now uses in her her speaking. And there was moments in my reflection that I now use in my business, you know, painting a picture of what happiness looks like. There's a version of that I use with my clients because it was so powerful for me to have those aha moments. So again, we talked in the last episode of using everything you have. You also use everything you have during the hard parts of your journey to transition. It's all part of the puzzle. So Kyla, let me ask you a question. Were you a perfect coach when you started out? Oh, of course. <laughs> you guys, okay, first of all, I was 
attracting everyone and anyone across the universe in terms of who who I was coaching because I wasn't clear on who I wanted to coach. Oh, so you were just like any human, any human being who showed up, I would coach them. I, in fact, it's funny because there's a part of me that's still like that. I coached an Uber driver the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a human being? You're my client. And I don't, I don't, you know, I have a very specific archetype now for my, for my business. Um, but I, you know, back then I would coach anyone. And as I coached them, I came to understand who, you know, who my, my archetype was and cut to the chase here. It's a version of me. It's sort of me 10 years ago and all the things that I couldn't figure out how to do, wish I had known. Again, I had this dream for this life and I couldn't figure out how to create it and have financial security as well. And so again, you use everything that you have along the way and your business will continue to get more niche. I know Tyana and I both have a very niche business now and it continues to get even more niche, but it didn't start out that way. Uh, Yeah, no, I had the same thing. And I think when anyone starts out, there's a little bit of a holy crud moment. Uh, what have I done? And then someone's offering to pay me money, so I should take it. So I know when I first started out, I took some projects on that, you know, I didn't love, but I could do. I was proficient at, and I did it. I did it with as much integrity as I could. And then, you know, as soon as I could, I started to transition away from those things because that was not my, um, passion in terms of what I wanted to do. You know, it was in the general sphere, but not exactly what I wanted to do. And bridges are fine. Thanks. You don't have to jump off a cliff. Exactly. To sort of, you know, I think sometimes we, our, our corporate experiences become such a pressure cooker that we want nothing to do with it. Right. And again, exactly. Our brains, binary brains love black and white, but in reality, there are transitions that can help your brain feel safe. And that will make your transition so much easier because your brain won't freak out and want to explode. Exactly. I mean, it's easy to say, let's say you're a project manager in corporate and you get so done with that that all you want to do is have a cupcake business. Exactly. Exactly. We want to eat cupcakes. Exactly. But guess what? There's a lot of project management in the cupcake business. Exactly. Yes. So there's an easy, you know, easy correlation to make there. And um, given my background, there's a there were a lot of different things under there. So it's just one of those things, like Kyla was saying, the more we continue in our fields, the more targeted and niched we can get. And you might think that would that would diminish business, but actually it does the opposite. It increases our business because you get to be known as the specialist yes in that thing yes and then we've also built a really neat network of people that then we can refer to um for example when people come to me for career coaching and life transitions guess who i send them to (laughs) kyla martin that's right and when people come to me and say i need a speaker i say i'd rather go into my closet than speak in front of hundreds of people i send them to tie in Nothing more than jumping around on a stage. (laughs) But not everyone, that's not their love language. So that's why we really love creating a village, creating a network. And this is one of the most fun things we get to do. Absolutely. 
So let's talk a little bit. Uh, we always end our episodes with, you know, something fun that we get to do because of this life that we've created. I would love uh, nothing more than to give you, you know, some insight into all of the magic that is available to you, uh, you know, if you create a life that is on your terms, that is, you know, what based on your gifts and your way of working and your timing of working, the the projects that you actually want to work on, the the things that you don't, you know, outsourcing, that's that's what we've done. But we were thinking about the other day, one of the the differences from our lives then and our lives now is the sort of celebrity style, what's in your bag? And I love this topic. They're <laughs> my favorite. So we're going to talk about what what was in our bag then and then what is in our bag now and what was in our bag that's still in our bag. Because again, you don't just throw away everything that was who you were. You had some whispers and you had some affinities toward things back then that have remained. You don't have to completely change exactly as a human being. So tell us what was in your bag. What color was your bag? What color was your notebook? All that when you were in corporate and you were in a corporate mindset. Okay, so first of all, my bag itself used to be a, like a Toomey, um, kind of a, you know, like a work bag, like a big tote. Sure. It was always some sort of big tote, something or another. Right. And um, I always loved Toomey, or it was some sort of brand like that. Or, you know, love Toomey. Yeah. Or, you know, kind of professional-ish, um, but, you know, a big, a big tote bag. What color was it? Oh, mine was red, of course, because it was one area we could express our seatless slate. <laughs> so it was professional, but still had to have a teensy bit of an edge. So I know you like tote bags, too. I love tote bags. I have a tote bag fetish. <laughs> Kyle and I are the same person, by the way, separated at birth. So, okay. And I know we both always had some sort of a, um, a, a notepad, some sort of a, a, a folio of some lines of a thing. Was it fun? No, it was not fun. Was it corporate? It was very corporate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I had a coach um, folio. Sure, sure. Other times I had a Levenger. Okay. Oh, yeah, love Levenger. I've never heard that name. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And I always, um, I had my, you know, initials or something. Sure. I, it. sure. I remember one time I pulled it out and a client of mine, he said, ooh, that's money, right? Behind. <laughs> <laughs> so my tips always looked really nice. Sure, sure. Yes. Yeah. No one mistook it for, you know, oh, that's yeah. kind of fun. Right. No right. So your bag was corporate. It was very corporate. Yeah. Utilitarian. Yeah. In terms of what you had in it. Or back in the day, the old like day planner. Oh, sure. Franklin Covey. I was obsessed with Franklin Covey. Franklin Covey. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, usually at any given time, I might have had a presentation of some sort in there. PowerPoint slides. PowerPoint slides. Sure. If not an actual laptop. Yes. Exactly. Possibly. Possibly. Yes. Laptop accoutrement. You know, right. Yes. Baby's eye was drive. Oh, sounds very exciting. Uh, <laughs> but whenever we got excited over a thumb drive, let me tell you. Um, so mine was similar. Okay. Um, yep. Same red bag. It was always because, again, I could express myself, but it was a, you know, crocodile looking, some kind of animal print. Sure. Textured, usually. But same thing. I had some very corporate looking, you know, folio and I love Levenger, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, something black snakeskin or something. And, you know, just uh, definitely some folders with, you know, corporate information, slides, um, 
you know, some some pens, you know, just some boring you know, sort of black and blue pens, uh, maybe a a remote mouse, you know. Oh, a remote mouse. You know, that you a you know, small one. I remember I got a travel mouse. I remember I got one at a trade show. Yes, I still have it to this day. It's one of the best trade show gifts I've ever received. I got a travel mouse at one of those um, tech places in the airport. There you go. You know. Yes. Yeah. You always yes. want to like who buys stuff yes. at a techie place in the airport. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you your trade shoe. Yes. Mouse. So again, not th- not that interesting. And then maybe like a Harvard Business Review. Oh, um, a work related exactly magazine because then I could be reading it at work and still look like I was doing working. Right. Yes. I couldn't read it too long. Right. You know. Okay. I see something with the Economist, HBO. Exactly. Exactly. I was also thinking two other things. Possibly um, two work or two phones. Oh, that's true. Oh, work back then a BlackBerry. Blackberries. Yeah. Back in the in the OG, um, a pager. Yes. Yes. Remember exactly. those days? Exactly. Yeah. Ever. Yes. And then always dry cleaning tickets. Oh, that's a great point. Yes. Yeah. Thinking about this. And I might have a dry erase marker. Uh, just just because you'd often go to conference rooms and they were all gone. They were always out or they were dried. They were dried. So I think I started carrying one around. Yeah. But again, not nothing interesting in our bags other than the HBR. Yeah. Okay. All right. And Oh, and the actual work badge. Or, oh, yes. The badge. Of course you had to have your badge. Do you know what would happen if you forgot your badge? It was shame at the security office. All the security and you yes. had to wear the awful visitor badge. Yes. Is the, yeah. It's badge of shame. Yes. Okay, well, let's talk about your bag today. Today. So, again, what's interesting, you guys, is we don't throw everything away no. from our past life. So, I still have a red bag. I do, too. Yes. Yeah. Still the way I express myself. I still have an HBR rolling around in my in my bag. I love that is some quality material. My, the research is phenomenal. I, Aside from that, all the time. It was then. It is now. That's still me. Love right? It. Yes. But there's a lot more interesting things in my bag now. For example, my laptop has stickers on it. <laughs> I see a sticker on my laptop right now. <laughs> I love it. It's Gen Z, by the way. It is. It is. I have stickers that say entrepreneurial and grateful because I am both entrepreneurial and grateful for that. But I could have never put stickers on my work laptop. Are you kidding? You know what sticker you would have had was the like Intel sticker <laughs> or the inventory sticker. Inventory <laughs> sticker. Yeah. Not interesting at all. No. no. And then I always have in my bag uh, some, you know, again, it started with a black whiteboard marker, not interesting at all. But today I always have a cute little bag in my in my bigger bag that has colored markers and colored post-it notes and stickers and note cards for my business that say the quote that is my my tagline, go confidently in the direction of your dreams, live the life you imagine, because I never know when I'm going to need to write a note, want to write a note to my clients. And I need cute stickers and markers to do that. I love that so much. I always have a couple books in my bag. Again, books that I never had time to read when I was in corporate America. And then usually there's some some form of um, a workout item, because now I can go to a class at two o'clock in the afternoon if I want to. So I always have that readily available. So a lot more fun in my bag than there used to be. I want to be in your bag. What about your bag? Okay. I was thinking about this. So also a fun book or I have the Kindle app on my phone. So because y'all know I believe leaders are readers. (laughs) So I always have a nonfiction and a fiction going on. It's runners any given time. So love me some books. 
also have fun pins. I have a purple Sharpie in my bag right now. <laughs> Love it. Love me some Sharpies. Um, always have a snack or two. Great point. Um, I will say my snacks came in handy. The last time I went to vote, I had to wait in, you know, the big long line to vote. This sweet mama was in front of me and she had her hands full with two young boys. Um, I don't know quite their ages, but they were below the age of six. And, you know, we're in this long line to vote and it was hot. And these little boys, uh, one of them, he had his little snack bag of Cheez-Its, which he promptly dumped over in the dirt. And he been down to eat them. And Mama said, no, no, his name was Waylon, which I thought was precious. She said, no, no, Waylon, you can't eat the Cheez-Its that are in the dirt. I would have let Waylon eat the dirt Cheez-Its. Because I'm like, man, you dumped them in the dirt. That's on you. But she was horrified. And so Waylon proceeded to have a colossal meltdown. Oh, no. Voting law. Oh, no. Which is the worst line ever for children. Yes. And so who saved the day? Snack girl. Snack girl saved the day. I whooped it out, had had the snack bar, and it saved the day. And I bet you were voting sometime in the middle of the day on a weekday because you can. hundred percent. A hundred percent I did. So I always have something to drink and a snack because hangry is not a good look on me. I'll tell you that. My notebook in my bag is now an awesome either Kate Spade or Tori Birch notebook given to me by who? Kyle Lombardi. <laughs> Because that's how we roll. Much more fun. Much more fun. It always has some cheeky saying on the fronts. And I love it. And it's fun. It's got colors in it. It's got pictures. It's got it's got a sloth sticker on the front um, because it's so cute. It always has inspiration. I was on jewelry in my bag. I then not know how that happens. And just have jewelry because, yes, because I'm a raccoon and like shiny things. And I noticed this, too. I was looking at it this morning. I have coupons for the manicure place. Oh, because he has what I get to go do in the day now. Yes. To go have my nails done. Exactly. Something I never had done before. No. Because I didn't have time. No. And we would envy those people who could go during the day. Who are those people? They're us now. And I have to say right now, I have a Wonder Woman nail thing going on. I have red with gold glitter on my fingers and I have blue on my toe. Well, you are Wonder Woman, so. <laughs> We love it. And again, you guys, we were like you. Exactly. We were, were not unicorns. We were sitting in a corporate America dreaming about a different life. And again, not a dig in corporate America. It's just for us. Got great skills. We, yes, we are so grateful for everything corporate America gave us. And then we take that and we give it back to some corporate clients in consulting. And then we also uh, give it back to individuals who want a different kind of life with freedom of flexibility and Focus on our gifts and talents in a in a more um, unstructured way. Absolutely. So we just want you to know that you are smart, you are gifted, and you can do this. Absolutely. So we thank you for your time and 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 just joining us in this conversation today, where we again want you to know that this is possible for you, and nothing has gone wrong if you start to take some steps, and it you know it requires a little a little diversion. Nothing has gone wrong. So continue to take those small steps forward, build some bridges to the career and the life that you are dreaming about. Absolutely. So get the stickers, get a snack, and get some inspiration. Take care, everyone.